This is Jeff Chrisman, and I'm here today uh, visiting with artist B.J. White. We're actually at uh, Art Space at Untitled, and I uh, wanted to thank Laura and everyone here for uh, hosting us and allowing us to do this here. Uh, B.J., thanks so much for, for visiting with me today. Well, thank you for having me. Appreciate it. I thought what we would do is start out, if we could, and hear a little bit, if, if we could, about some of your current work uh, that you're doing or your current exhibit uh, here at Art Space. The current exhibit is called I-35 Toy Trucks, and it uh, is a result of me being in the car, traveling up and down I-35. Um, I live north of Edmond, uh, between Edmond and Guthrie, and the fastest, I think, way for me to travel to Oklahoma City uh, is through I-35 hmm. and either I-44, you know, on. And it happens to be there are a number of truck traffic. And this is just a series that began with a lot of traffic and me being behind and beside and surrounded by trucks. Hmm. And I happened to be just noticing all the different shapes that were... Um, were there. The, some of the trucks were rectangular. Some of them were, you know, the tanker trucks were oval or round. And, and the different um, caution signs that were on them or the way their reflectors were uh, put on the bumpers, if they have bumpers or... If, you know, their flaps, the mud flaps for the... So all those different shapes were kind of intriguing for me. And I uh, normally work large and decided that these needed to be small. I wanted to be able to work um, at the home studio. And, uh, and so it was just a real fun way for me to start... Uh, a new series of work. And so that's where that came about. It's very interesting. I almost, and I'm kind of thinking a little bit about, you know, sometimes when we're driving on the highway, there's all those stresses of, you know, we're trying to get somewhere, we have this destination in mind. And so when I saw your work, uh, when it opened, it was really interesting to see that there's almost like you can get a different perspective you know, as you're driving down the highway, the, instead of, you know, so much look, paying attention or thinking so much about wh where you're trying to go or where you're trying to get to actually seeing things in a different way. Well, I, I, uh, I enjoy, I don't mind driving. I don't, you know, and, and um, it's, it's just been fun for me to notice all the different designs of trucks <laughs> and trailers and I never thought of I guess a truck coming out with a new model every year or something like that oh yeah I thought that was and then you can tell definitely especially on dump trucks hmm. the newer models I think you know so I mean, I, it was just a really intriguing thing for me to do and uh, I have a tissue box that sits in my console and it's positioned so that I can draw on the side of it. Oh, okay. So um, <clears throat> I don't, well, I, I do draw and drive, but I do a blind contour 
drawing. That's where I never take my eyes off the subject or off the road. And then I go back later and adjust what I need to adjust. Hmm. Uh, but I just want to get the shapes. So I don't need a detailed drawing. And it's just a quick little sketch of uh, what I need to do to then go transfer that little sketch into a drawing that goes onto the plate for these uh, for this exhibition. They're all prints, and they're all small prints. They were all six inches by six inches, and so uh, and all very colorful. Hmm. Because you'd be surprised at how much color. Oh yeah. Is on a truck besides mud. <laughs> you know, <laughs> some of them. Some of them have a lot of mud. But there's a lot of color. So that, that was another fun thing for me to really realize and, and discover. And I see it as an ongoing, I must have, uh, in this show, there's 30 pieces. I have another probably 30 to print. And, uh, and I'm drawing all the time. I have... Uh, I use up a tissue box and it goes <laughs> it goes in and then I get another tissue box out ready to go. They'll hold anywhere from oh eight eight little sketches to eleven, depending on the size it ends up being, the size of the sketch. Oh yeah. yeah. So and it's fun. And I use a marker, <laughs> a little skinny marker so that I can get more on it. <laughs> And then have you found that that's it changed your experience while driving at all? Or does, does that feel different to you now that you, you, you tend to pay attention to these things to the point that you're you know, yeah. creating art with yeah. them? Yeah, and a lot of other people yeah. pay attention to the back of a truck. I'm, I'm getting, uh, somebody will send me a photograph. Hmm. Uh, say I saw this. What do you think? You know, and, <laughs> so, and, and I've used them. And they'll uh, send me pictures of sayings on the back of trucks. So I can see this developing into uh, having a language. Yeah. And uh, for instance, there was one that was said, uh, Laura sent me a picture of a truck that says, don't make war, make sausage. Hmm. Or I think it was make sausage, don't make war. but, (laughs) But I thought that was funny. And another one that I saw was, you don't like trucks? Quit buying stuff. <laughs> so I just think, you know, and then of course there's always wash me, you know. <laughs> but uh, it's, just a, it's just a fun series to do. Yeah. And it, my kid, my grandkids are getting into it also. Oh, wow. You know, they always say, don't draw and drive. Don't draw and drive. <laughs> so... Well, that's that's really neat. That really is. I uh, and I was going to ask too it, uh, for listeners, you know, to get some get a sense of the breadth of your work. I didn't know if there's anything you wanted to share about uh, you know recent works that you've done in the last year or two, or just anything that you'd like to talk about in, in terms of your work. The most of my work um, has centered on man's interaction with uh, the environment, with the landscape. Uh, and I work in series, but the main thrust of that work is the interaction of man and the land. Um, 
for the past few years, I've worked on the Habitat series, which uh, is the destruction of one habitat for the construction of another. I have uh, a number of pieces, uh, a number of pieces in that series. Um, before that, uh, which kind of they kind of build on each other. Your series opens up to another one. Um, there was um, the interruption series, which was uh, mostly aerials that I did. Another quick sketch on uh, as I was uh, flying, hmm. um, going somewhere. And uh, I looked out the window, and all of these marks man-made marks on the landscape. That was another series. So, But it all centers around the interaction of nature and man. And I was wondering if there were any, uh, as far as any inspiration or what, uh, if, there, if you can point to, you know, any one or more things that, you know, caused you to want to do this type of observation and this type of artwork or if there was anything that, that you can point to. Oh, I don't know. Probably, I've always liked um, the environment uh, issues, and I think that they're very complex. Um, they take a lot of um, research. You know, um, I don't always consider uh, development a good thing. Um, it's maybe good for man, but then it displaces uh, the other species that we live with. Oh, yeah. So that's always been uh, at the center of, of the work because I like, I like things left wild. <laughs> I, think, I think man takes up too much room. <laughs> and uh, so that's probably one of my... Soapboxes. Oh yeah, yeah. And it's uh, when I think too about uh, the fact of you know the, just you know being conscious of that environment. I know sometimes it's so easy to get caught up in our everyday lives and we're mm -hmm. in a hurry and you know we kind of lose. It's easy to lose touch with all of us or all the natural surroundings you know that we are that we're blessed with. And it's it's and interesting. We don't to think about it. We yeah. just don't think about uh, the ripple effect of the things that we do. We don't think about throwing a plastic bag into the trash. We don't think about throwing a plastic spoon into the trash. But those things, uh, now I think there's more uh, people aware of their carbon footprint or whatever uh, we want to call it. Um, and they do take notice and like the amount of debris that's in the ocean. And it's exciting to see those problems addressed uh, by very young people of how to clean up um, uh, the ocean and how to clean up, you know, different, different ways to approach things differently so that we reduce the carbon in the atmosphere, that we, you know, we do all these things so that it's a benefit not only for us now, that it's a benefit for future generations. But we don't always think about those future generations. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so. 
sometimes it's so easy to get caught up in just the present moment, right? It is. We're so busy doing what we're doing now, living our lives in this moment. That Well, you, know. you always want to be in the moment. Right. You do want to be in the moment. <laughs> you want to enjoy what you're doing and what is going on around you. But it is good to be aware of what you're doing and how that will affect someone else or something else. And this is very interesting. As, as we're talking, I'm getting this sense that I realize people can have a lot of words that they want to say about how we're supposed to take care of the environment and ecological mm-hmm. concerns. But after seeing your work and, and hearing you, I'm almost getting the sense that, you know, art has this incredible power, even, with, even without words, to just, you know, call our attention to mm-hmm. it. In other words, you know, being able to appreciate it in a different way or understand the importance of keeping that balance, you know, between our what we need as humans and and you know what uh, maintaining a, you know a uh, and you know as far as maintaining the environment as well, you know, living in harmony with that. Well, and and it has its own issues. Art does, and and your process, and what uh, resources you use, uh, whether you're using recycled paper to hmm. print on, or whether you're using a, a the all the prints in this show were done with a a soy based ink um, so that it is better for the environment and that it, it is a better cleanup a, a less hazardous cleanup than a traditional oil based inks uh, that use uh, toxic cleanup methods it's uh, it's 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 very interesting how all those things really mm-hmm. affect you know affect this balance overall and and just and just our being able to understand you know our impact on that as well which I think sometimes the the words that are said you know tend to mm-hmm. not always make the impact that you know things that we can actually see. Right. Well, it has it you know I think about that a lot. Then why am I why am I making more work? <laughs> you know why am I doing this again? Because it's it's what I do and. Uh, so to have an approach where you want to continue to work but have it be safer and more environmentally friendly. I like that. That's, I really do. It doesn't always work. We can't always do that. Artists sometimes work um, you know, in things that are very toxic for the environment. How do you hmm. dispose of that? And how do you balance all of that, you know, <laughs> and have you continue these wonderful works that are being produced? Oh, yeah. And then there's the storage, you know. <laughs> so, you know, so all of those come into play. <laughs> and then as far as your, I guess, talking a little bit about your, uh, as far as the way that you work or in terms of your, your speaking about working in series, uh, mm-hmm. kind of looking at your at your process, do you... Generally, when you start working in a series, do you just is that something you will do and you, until you know that? I, I guess what I would ask in a different way is how you know when you finish the series, or, or, do, or do you do you ever actually finish a series, or is it possible that you just leave that you know leave that to rest for a while to work on something else? Um, yes. In fact, the series of the I thirty five toy trucks, uh, I did a series some time ago several years ago uh, uh, called Oversized Load. Once hmm. again, it was the back of trucks. Only It was only the backs of trucks that held the banners Oversized Load. Hmm. And these were large pieces. I mean, um, 
I, a large five, uh, seven, eight foot by five and six feet uh, canvas work. And I, end, I kind of ended that series because I wanted it bigger. Oh, okay. And I wanted it on the back of trucks. Hmm. So I kind of let that one incubate for a while to see, you know, could I get some tarps? Could I get, you know, and, and really talk to a trucking company and mm. get those things really big and have the work travel? Yeah. So I never did finish that series mm. and still haven't yet. But since I was back in the car again doing a lot of, um, of running around and traveling and making appointments and things like that for my grandchildren... I I just started this looking at the back of the trucks again. And I thought, oh, God, these are so cool. I just really enjoy. So, and, but I thought they need to be, they need to be small. They hmm. need to be small so that I can uh, work on them in a limited space. So. It's very interesting. Yeah, so it's, so. It, it's it, it, so it continues to be a work in progress. It's a work in progress, and I'm having a really good time with the with this series, and the other the other series of works. Um, I like to work large, and I like to work on canvas. And what happens is that something will, I will hear something, I will uh, read something that sparks an idea. And, um, for instance, I had a painting that was in the studio that was not finished. And it hadn't been finished. And it didn't work. And it had been there for years. And I would take it out ever so often and, you know, look at it and work on it again. And it just, you know, it just wasn't there. Hmm. And it would go back into the bin and back into storage and and. Then um, recently, I finished it in a very short period of time, and it's called, and it's up at the uh, Aloft Hotel, and um, it's called Oil and Ice. Oh, yeah. And it was um, inspired by the passage of a bill in Congress, and they opened up the Arctic Wildlife Refuge for drilling. Ah, okay. When I saw, in fact, when I saw that mm-hmm. work, I uh, that's when I that's when I knew it's I had been made aware of you before that, and I thought I I have to talk to her. That was that is that is such a memorable that is such a memorable work of art. It's it really well, it really you. is. I had no that idea was, what the story that was. was <laughs> that's the story. I you know I thought that's one place that just needs to be left wild, you know, and there's drilling all around it, you know, but. <laughs> But just leave it alone, you know. I think man is intelligent and and uh, can get energy somewhere else. Oh yeah. So. <laughs> and what really struck me was the the uh, the dichotomy, at least in, at least the way I, I realize everybody sees this a little differently between the two, you know the the where the ice what represents mm-hmm. the ice and what's above it. It was just that that really really uh, spoke to me in a really powerful way. But it took a long time to finish that painting. Wow. I mean. It took several years for it to to be finished. Hmm. 
when I went back to it, it wasn't, it didn't take me but, you know, four or five hours. Hmm. But it incubated for a long time. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the way a lot of series will do. See, I find that very intriguing. So, in other words, you don't necessarily always have to know exactly there's no plan, so to speak. You just you let these things incubate. and On, on the prints uh, that's up, uh, the toy trucks, there's a plan. Oh, okay. It is very, um, I have the sketch. I have, I transfer it to a, a, a paper plate called, it's a plastic paper. Hmm. Um, and it's and draw on that and use that as the plate, and then print it, ink it and print it, hmm. and it may go through the press several times. On the other work, I start with an idea. Everything oh. is idea based on uh, something, you know, what I hear, what I read, and uh, or I may see something, uh, I may see something in the landscape. Uh, That'll give me an idea for a painting. But I truly don't have any... I don't draw. Hmm. Uh, usually, I will start... I just start by painting. I have no idea where it's going to take me. Ah, gotcha. Yeah. That's... Uh, uh, and to me, that's... I, I really admire that because I know to, in today's world, it's so easy to get into a mode where we are... You know, we have to know how everything is going to lay out and you know, plan every single move to how we're going to get there and when we're going to get there. And that's one of the things I admire about uh, artists and about the work that you create is that it, it just kind of takes on a life of its own. It sounds like it does. It does. And that's what, um, I don't like to plan the paintings and, uh, for the very reason, if I plan it out and I know how it's going to look, then why do it? Ah, yeah. Uh, it holds no mystery for me. It holds no um, curiosity for me. Mm. Or what happens if I if I do this to the piece? Or what happens if I do, you know, change the color? Or, you know, so I like to keep that uh, for me. It keeps me interested. <laughs> <laughs> so, and as I said, and they don't always work. Hmm. And they stand around in your studio for a long time, and they get painted over, and they get until until they work. Wow, I'd say it's it's very intriguing that just that entire process. I appreciate it. In fact, what I thought we would do, if it's okay, is take a quick break and then come back and hear a little bit about, about your life journey and and how you got started uh, creating works of art. Okay. Thanks so much. Okay. Appreciate it. <laughs> 